in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hi everyone! Hello. We are the two white chicks in China, and we are back with an episode about life in China and what it's like today. Right. Yeah. This is episode one hundred and eleven. All the ones. Yeah. It's a nice, nice point to get to. <laughs> yeah. So、uh, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has left us a review on iTunes.、Uh, it's it's nice for us to to see that you're enjoying it or not. <laughs> But also,、um, your little stars will help other. People find us, which is always nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and also I just want to say thank you to Mike, who is our newest patron on Patreon. Ah,、oh, thank yeah, you. And he gave us it was a really generous donation, so it's it's really appreciated. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, yeah. If if any anyone else is out there who would like to donate to the podcast, it's it sounds like well, I don't know, like we're a charity. Um, it's <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/twowhitechicks, and the two is T T W O, and so. If you're new to the podcast, the podcast is like a sister project to WrittenChinese.com. So on Written Chinese, where we have a blog and we have our dictionary app, and basically we're trying to help people learn Chinese. And so we 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 started the podcast in a way to teach people about Chinese culture because Nora and I both live here in Shenzhen. We've both been here for like. Forever, <laughs> ages. You're almost seven years now, right? Yeah, that's、I'm、right. Almost、yeah. nine years now. Crazy, almost a decade here in China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So any, if you, if you, um, if you go to Patreon and you want to give us a little donation, that will go towards keeping the podcast afloat, and also, you know, if if one day it happens, it will also help written Chinese as well. That's right, and I think you can donate as little as a dollar, right? Yeah, or like yeah. a cup of coffee. Just is really a tiny amount. Yeah, but no pressure. No, if, not at all. If not, just feel free to. Listen. So, do we want to hear a fact about China、yeah. for the day? Okay, so this is short and sweet, but I found it astounding. I was just kind of looking at different statistics on this website, statistica.com, and I looked at rice consumption, and I was like, I have to find out how much good, rice、right? is consumed in this country on an、uh, on a regular day. Because I thought, oh, a year, it's going to be too much to comprehend yeah, for yeah. a day. Yeah, right, right. So, the average rice consumption here in China, which is the leading country for rice consumption,、sure. you know. No、sure. surprise there, but it's three hundred and ninety-three thousand metric tons of rice、That's... per day. <laughs>、uh, okay, so can you make that simple for someone like me who that just went over my head? Yeah, can you imagine how big an African elephant is? Yeah, like imagine yeah. yourself standing in front、big. of an African elephant, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And now imagine sixty-five thousand five hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. It's a lot of rice every single day. <laughs> That is insane. Right, right. It's、wow. hard to comprehend. There's a lot of, and that's. I mean, now this the country's got a taste for meat, so it's quite a bit higher on. At the least they're not eating elephants. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of endangered and extinct species in China,、yeah. but that's what happens when you have famine. Anyway, let's move on to something a little happier. What have you got going on?、Uh, this is not happier. Oh no. <laughs> Um, so it, it starts off happy, but it, it's not going in that direction. So <laughs> this is about a Chinese tycoon、um, who owns the Tiandi Number One Beverage Company. The founder is called Chen Sheng. 
and he put up 200 million yuan, which is approximately 31.9 million US dollars, for the construction of 258 luxury villas on land in Guanghu, which is in Guangdong province. And this was about five years ago. And I, I think that's where he's, I think he's from this area. I mean, it's impressive. Like, the, they're not like little piddly houses. These are proper five, five bedrooms, two reception rooms, garage, a small garden. The development has a, a little stream, basketball, badminton courts. It's really nice. Wow. It's like, it's got that sort of uh, Spanish sort of influence. You know, it seems to be a thing here. Yeah. Now, a lot of it's these like new... Mediterranean. Yeah, Mediterranean, that, yeah. exactly. Th these new complexes seem to have that influence. And it looks really nice. However, so basically they could have moved in at the end of last year, the villagers, but they haven't been moved into because the villagers started to squabble over who should get one, or even two. Oh, no. Seriously? So, they decided how many properties they should build based on the census in 2013, and there was 190 households in the village. There should be about 70 homes, too many. So, I guess new people who want to come and move, they, they can move into a house. But people are just fighting about who should get a house or which house they should get. And mm -hmm. he, uh, Chen, is like completely disheartened over the whole thing. He said, I can't even go back. He hasn't oh. been back for two years because he's just so devastated about the whole situation. Isn't that so <sighs> Where awful? is King Solomon when you need him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so even even more than that, so he was going to plant lychee orchards and he was going to develop a large pig farm so that he would even give the community jobs. Um, and he so he, he said that the, it was going to be like a meat processing company he owned would buy the pigs so it would guarantee a market so the, these people would become very wealthy but it just hasn't happened because I guess he just feels gutted about the whole thing and uh, he said that if, if it happened within four years the village's average income would be 200,000 yuan a year which is not bad at all no no um, and then they could put that money towards the children's education anyway they're still arguing about it and they've, there's some village committee and we're trying to find out how to move forward oh man give it to another village that's what i say yeah right yeah <laughs> they just can't have sort that in. out it's so sad it's these houses really are just sad. just sat there empty but it's a really big shock i mean that's a huge jump it's like kind of what happened in shenzhen where you have um People who were living in Shenzhen prior to 1978, most of them today mm -hmm. are now like multi-millionaires, <laughs> if not billionaires. Because right. um, this was like a little fishing village of maybe 30,000 people. So anybody who owned property here became crazy wealthy, at least the majority. Like you hear of these cases where, for example, the tallest building in Shenzhen, at least for a while, now it's the Ping'an building, which is beautiful and massive, worth seeing, towers over all the other skyscrapers. But anyway, previously for like three years, <laughs> it was mm -hmm. the tallest building. It was called the KK100. Still there, but it's not tallest anymore. And I heard rumors that some people who own property around that area got like 10 or 11 apartments yeah. in the KK1100 when it was done. Mm -hmm. So in exchange for their land, they got tons of apartments. Just one of those apartments is worth over a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard similar things about other buildings in the city too. Yeah. So when you have this like massive jump in economic status, then you have a lot of people here who have tons of money but don't really know what to do <laughs> right. with it or how to spend it. It's like, you know, a nouveau riche but 
to the umph degree, it's it's not the same as like you think of the early nineteen mm. hundreds and there was like this new like mm. upper class and yeah. they were kind of frowned upon. But their rise to that level was much more gradual and subtle than than those right. people in Chinese. So I wonder Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they've yeah, all right. of a sudden got these stars in their eyes and they think mm-hmm. that they're gonna be millionaires and they just it's like, Well, why shouldn't I be the richest man in the village? Yeah. It's really sad it's to sad. see it. <clears throat> Very much so. Well, I hope they sort things out. Are you right? You're just like let another village move in. Yeah. <laughs> He'll appreciate it. Give more. him a time. Limit. I'll move in. We'll just take everyone we know that we like and we'll just move into the village. Agreed. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be a good place for Cash to run around. <gasps> and Dahlia. And Dahlia. The mm-hmm. garden. proper garden. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to our question. And our question comes from Alyssa and she left her question on Facebook. She says, I have a question for you guys. I'm going to visit a friend in Hong Kong in the first week in May and we wanted to go to the Philippines. However, I found out I'm pregnant. Congratulations. Yay! I'm hoping to find a Zika free zone to relax and enjoy on the beach. I know the risk of getting the virus is probably low, but I don't want to risk it. We actually did a big tour of China about one and a half years ago and would like to have a beachy, relaxing holiday this time around. We had booked in and out of Hong Kong and figured we'd book a connecting flight to somewhere we haven't been, such as Vietnam, Cambodia, the Philippines, Indonesia. However, now that plan isn't going to work. I remember listening to the beach episode, which is a long time ago now, and there not really being a huge beach culture in China. China. We're looking at uh, Hainan as an option. Do you have any clever ideas of a Zika-free four days as a break from the city in Hong Kong? Congratulations mm. again. Yeah, nice news. That's great. Um, all right. Well, I started with just kind of looking up, like basically Xing off all of the countries that have a Zika. That you cannot, yeah. So. Yeah. So the list includes Bangladesh, Burma, <laughs> Cambodia, India, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Maldives, Pakistan, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, East Timor, and Vietnam. Oh, that's a, a lot more than I thought, actually. Yeah. Huh. So that basically chops out almost all of Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot only... of the fun, cheap places. <laughs> exactly. A lot of the beachy places. The only place that wasn't on the list that I thought of that would be interesting mm-hmm. to visit would be Brunei, but it's I don't think it's going to be a beachy. I looked into like I Brunei beaches so. and you know, it's on the coast. They have beaches, but they don't look like what you imagine Relaxing with beaches. white sands, blue water. It looks more like and New a Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more like East Coast US, not super. I read some reviews, people said there's like a lot of trash and it's just mm-hmm. not. It's I'm sure Brunei would be fascinating, but um people even said after a couple days there you've seen kind of it's so tiny you've seen mm. what you want to see and then there's not really a place to relax so that's the only place that i could think of um that wasn't covered by this mm-hmm. the map the zika virus threats yeah uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I, I I've been I've, I'm aware of it. Like I listened to a podcast ages ago about it, but I, it's not something that's like on my mind. And it's it was funny when like, I got Alyssa's question. I thought oh, like I, I would never have thought that it would be an issue mm-hmm. like traveling around. I kind of came up with a list of some different places, but I have to be honest. Apart from Hainan, they're not really beachy, <laughs> but they're relaxing like places. Um, so Sanya is is known as like the Chinese Hawaii. I think we've talked about this quite a few times, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been there twice. Yeah, but I I haven't. It looks really nice, and I've heard other people have been there and it really enjoyed themselves. Although it depends on when you go, it can be really busy. And where you go, right? The best beaches are definitely in the resort areas. Right. There's some really crappy beaches too. I. I <laughs> well, yeah, it's China. Yeah, she actually. Uh, I spoke to Alyssa a bit more, and she said that she was going. She was considering going to a banyan tree, which and I looked at this. I guess it's like a chain of resorts, and it looks super nice. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. 
nice. And there, there was another place that I looked at, I think it was in Yunnan that also has this sort of chain, which is like, just like spa-y type place where you mm. can just relax and mm. enjoy yourself. But in Yunnan, I guess that would be more mountains relaxing. If you're at a resort anywhere, it's probably going to be pretty relaxing. Yeah, yeah. And, and stress-free, I guess. You don't have to worry about a lot of the details that you do if you just like go on, on a free-for-all. Definitely. Well, beach-wise, I, I mean... Sanya is really the only tropical beach place that mm-hmm. you're going to get that's not on that list. I and mean, as I mentioned, um, you should definitely stick to resorts for like $100 a night, something like that. You can stay at a really nice resort like the Marriott or something, mm-hmm. which has got its own beachfront and it's going to be quiet and yeah. picturesque and it's clean beach and all that stuff. If you're on a budget, it might take a little bit of time to sift through some reviews to get a good location just because I've been to Sanya and Sanya. <laughs> and once I was on a budget and once I was not on a budget and it's a huge difference it can be fun if you are on a budget it can be a lot of fun motorbiking around through town and like going to the beach Mm -hmm. and coconuts for like a dollar and there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do on a budget but if you're there like specifically to relax especially if you're pregnant and you just want to chill out i would just say it's worth it just just go to the resort yeah it's gonna cost you quite a bit more than like one of those other smaller hotels but it's gonna be worth it Mm -hmm. and the food is gonna be easier to pick and choose what's yeah like what's safe to eat or what's not gonna upset your stomach so i i'd highly suggest to do that yeah uh this is i i've never really been i'm not really a beachy person i have to be honest like if i go on holiday i'm not i don't really tend to go to beaches but i do know there are lots of nice beaches and places to relax actually in hong kong itself like not in the city center but there there are lots of surrounding islands and places where you get more of like a seasidey feel that where you could definitely relax a friend of mine often goes to like the discovery Bay, bay area and it's like there's lots of little cute cafes and restaurants where you could totally just relax for like the whole day you know there might be a little band on playing some spanish music or something <laughs> like and you it feels like you're not in the city anymore but there are lots of islands where i know people who have gone there to hang out on the beaches like llama island and, and lantau are apparently the big ones but i also found a link with some suggestions like proper beaches to go to in hong kong so i'll put that link in our show notes because unfortunately i've never been to any of them (laughs) have you ever done beaches i've done a few but nothing like super remote i haven't been to any of the other islands in hong kong but um yeah when people think about hong kong they think about this This crowded mega city but actually it's really green Mm -hmm. the government has very strictly protected a lot of the areas so Mm -hmm. it's maintained a lot of this pristine like there's a lot of national parks and wildlife reserves and you'd be surprised what kind of remoteness you can feel being like yeah yeah even uh, like sometimes you can just get off a um, on a like off a metro stop and actually find yourself all it's all it's very green and you can go like just wander around some hills and then all of a sudden like you're in you know just like a forest or something especially if you're visiting somebody who's been living there they're gonna Mm -hmm. know or at least they're gonna be able to find out really easily what's what you know for the time of year and for what budget you have what you would want like what would be a good option for you then you wouldn't have to deal with another flight after this super long flight so it depends on you whether or not you want to tick more countries off the, mm-hmm. the old boxes or um if you want to just chill out yeah. yeah and i mean even in may it's gonna be warm it's gonna be hot actually it's gonna be hot in hong kong so it, 
is beachy weather by that time as oh, well. Oh, definitely. definitely. So you don't need to worry about it not being hot enough to lie on the beach or whatever. True. It's not going to be like Caribbean blue waters no. or anything like that. You'll get that in Sanya. In Sanya, you will have the tropical feel mm. and you'll have like palm trees, fresh pineapple, coconut, mango, this kind of. It's much more tropical. In Hong Kong, you won't have that, but they're still nice. I think it's more like Brighton. Mm. Not that, but I guess that's just for the UK listeners. Oh, anyone else has been to Brighton before? <laughs> it's pleasant enough, but it's not like, there's nothing exotic about it. It's just like pleasant. Yeah. Seaside-y. Yeah. Typical. Definitely. Did you have any other suggestions for relaxing things mm. to do? Well, I've got one that's more relaxing. So I'm actually part of a group on WeChat. So you obviously need to be in the group to take advantage of this. Um, it's called, I think it's called Oasis, something like that, Oasis Group. And basically these are package short or long-term holidays. They're really well-priced and sometimes it's a spa or it's a weekend trip to a hot spring. Like I've seen mm. so many awesome overnight stays or for a two, for two days in a, um, a really, you know, like a five-star hotel. It might be, they might also have like a golf course there or something, but it's, it might only be like, say, a hundred. $150 maybe for, for a night but but you get like everything included so you get like spa treatments mm. you get afternoon tea in, in there and a round of golf or something so it's actually like the packages are really good so if you're here in China I guess that's how you, you can get involved in that I suppose in those groups Mm-hmm. But there are some really good deals nice. to be had for day trips and also cr- loads of cruises. There seems to be a lot of shark cruises that you can go on that leave um, in the ocean or river. If the ocean, mm. like they go out and tootler, like just go. <laughs> there was one. I'm not really sure why you would necessarily want to do this, but I think it was go. It was either Thailand. Yeah, I think it was Thailand. Like you go to Thailand and then you just come back. <laughs> <laughs> But everything, you know, everything's that, like, I It'll guess if you want to go on a cruise, cool. a cruise is a yeah. cruise. I've never, well, I've done the little river cruise, before, but that's not really the same thing. I I've never think. been on, like, the open no. water like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. My, my, my one of the other thought was uh, Shaman, maybe. Uh, Golang Yu, maybe, seems also yeah. a bit seasidey and, like, somewhere where you could just wander around and, like, yeah, know, the Kulang Yu Island is this little island where there's no cars or motorbikes. Yeah. You can probably walk around the whole island a couple of hours, yeah. yeah. And then it's got, for some reason, I forget what the history is, but it's got like tons pianos. of pianos yeah, all know, over it. Remember. So you walk in around and you can hear like pianos being played because it's got just like a ridiculous amount of pianos and organs. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I'm not sure why. I'm sure I, look, I'm sure I looked into it a long time ago, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's cool. And it's got a lot of like its own local like snacks and it's kind of macau like, Yeah. Yeah, that's like it. I've Macau. never been, but I, I would like to go. I just, it looks really nice. Yeah. Macau's another good one to go. Like, <laughs> that's another place where you could go. I mean, if you're going to stay in Hong Kong to chill out, then you could just do a day trip to Macau and just walk along in the, it's like a Portuguese style. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very pleasant to be there hanging out and during the day. Mm, it can get a bit mental, though. There are a lot of tourists. If you go on a weekend, maybe, but during the, yeah, like, during you, the weekday, week. it's not, I mean, there's always going to be tourists, but it's not. It'll be quiet. But, yeah. There's no, is there a holiday in May? Depends on when she comes, I suppose. Yeah, I check if there's there a is Chinese the May, holiday. There is the May Day holiday. Definitely want to avoid it if there's Chinese yeah, holiday. <laughs> but yeah, it can be a very relaxing place. There are also like little cafes and restaurants that are really cool. And um, it's kind of, kind of got these stroll streets mm-hmm. and stuff. It's I really like my, You don't yeah, get the feeling do. that it's so different from Hong Kong. Like they're near each other and they're somewhat similar in a way. But they're, they've got, they're like basically being in two completely different countries. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They've got totally different different feel like feelings mm-hmm. yeah and Macau is super convenient to get to from Hong Kong as well and from Shenzhen as well and also on Xiamen there's the uh, 
high-speed train now that you can get, which doesn't take long at all, I don't think. But you can take a flight too. Good. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't have many other suggestions. Yeah, it's hard because so many countries are, I mean, basically, they've already done China. Big crap. And like all the other countries are off on the list too. Mm -hmm. And then like Brunei was the only one. Check that out. Doesn't seem great for like a relaxing, relaxing like holiday. kick your feet up holiday. So, I mean, even in Shenzhen, if you go up the coast, we've got beaches here. It's not going to yeah. be super tropical, but you can go swimming. If you go far enough, you can get, you know, there are resorts along the coast. So. My money's on Hong Kong. I, I would check out some beach. I, I think there's going to be some gems in hidden there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe they could just get to Hong Kong and even just go mm. to one of the places one of the first days and see if that's something they want to do. And then if not, they can get a last minute flight to Sanya. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily need to know where you're going. Well, visa-wise though, you might have to get a visa on arrival. Sanya, mm. you would have to sort that out or get a, or apply for a visa in Hong Kong. I'm sure you can find information about that online, but once you get to Hong Kong, also depending on how you're feeling. Because with like pregnancy, especially in the beginning, each week can be different. You may not feel mm -hmm. like getting on another plane. Sure. Yeah. Or you may be up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hope that helped. Sorry we don't have too many uh, options yeah. for you. It's kind of limited, it's true, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's good that there are fewer options. Mm -hmm. Hong Kong's got so much, like me, I don't know if you spent any time there when you were traveling in China a year and a half ago, but it's got so many cool places to Definitely. see that are off the beaten, beaten path. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, Nora, do you have a word for it? Yeah, let's do Haibian. So Haibian is seaside. Cool. Which I really like that character just means by the sea. Yeah. Seaside. Nice literal translation. Literal. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Seaside. So check that out in the show notes. The Holly will link to that character Haibian. Mm -hmm. And you can add it to your flashcard list in the written Chinese dictionary app, which is free to download, free to create, customized vocabulary list. Lots of free stuff in there. That's what Holly and I work on when we're not jabbering on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our show notes will be at writtenchinese.com slash episode 111. So that's episode 111. Easy to remember. Yeah. So I'll, there'll be links to our dictionary and links to those beaches in Hong Kong that I found. Because, yeah, the pictures look really good. So you might just have a look and see if there's some cool. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're out there listening and you have a question about life in China or any facet about China in general, you mm -hmm. can leave us a voicemail at writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. We're waiting to answer your questions. Yeah, you can also do as Alyssa did and um, just leave us a, a written message at facebook.com slash two white chicks and that's two with T-W-O not <laughs> that's the end of our spiel <laughs> bye everybody bye